I took advantage of these student loans that I was using for my MBA program at the time and just took a little bit extra from my student loans in order to pay for my wife's engagement ring. So that's kind of how I I started off my marriage with uh, a little bit of debt, also with a little bit of love as well. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. They say love is blind. That was certainly true for our guest today. Before we get to him, quick welcome to everyone, especially Our new folks, we keep the episodes, just so you know, to around 15 minutes. You can fit it easily into your busy schedule while you're running errands and so on. A lot of our regulars, though, say they enjoy listening to a few at a time, especially if they are commuting. The idea, do what works for you. You get to hear an inspiring and hopefully entertaining money story and then get some specific advice, money tips, things that you could do right away. Today's story is definitely entertaining, heartwarming, but you also might get that sinking feeling in your stomach like, oh no, he did not. We've all been there. So into our loved ones that we just want to get them exactly what they want. Budgets, whatever. We find the money, even if we find it in our student loans. Yes, I'm talking to you, Andy. Let's roll the interview. Andy Hill, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Bobby. Congratulations on the success of your podcast, Marriage, Kids, and Money, nominated for the most important podcast awards that there are, the 2017 Plutus Awards. You were nominated for Best New Personal Finance Podcast, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a, it was a great honor and look forward to keep on bringing exciting material for all those people out there who are married with kids that love talking about money or just want to give their families uh, a better opportunity in the future. Well, I am a hopeless romantic in addition to focusing on money. And you brought with you a money story that is both romantic and financial having to do with your engagement. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so uh, back in, oh, this is maybe in my mid-20s, I met a incredible girl uh, named Nicole and fell in love with her. You know, when you fall in love and you start to see the opportunity for marriage coming up, the first thing you think of as a guy is, man, I got to I gotta get this ring thing going. So me not making that much money at the time, I was probably making $35,000 a year. I said, well, I better start saving a little bit of money to make this thing happen. Unfortunately, since we were dating long distance from California to Michigan, my bank account was uh, a little light, we'll say. <laughs> but my my love for her, you know, was continuing to grow. And I knew I had to take advantage of this moment and, you know, go for this engagement. So we looked at rings together at the store and we found the ring that, uh, that she liked or the type of the style. I found out that it was about $5,000. And that Ouch. was about, uh, yeah, that was about, uh, $4,500 more than I had. Okay. So <laughs> so I decided to go for it anyway because I was in love and I wanted to move this thing forward. The, the way that I went about it was I took advantage of these student loans that I was using for my MBA program at the time and just took a little bit extra from my student loans in order to pay for my wife's engagement ring. So 
that's kind of how I, I started off my marriage with uh, a little bit of debt, also with a little bit of love as well. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is such a big no-no, though. So let me just ask you, taking it back a little, did it occur to you to either wait and save up more or maybe downsize the ring a little bit or find it? I mean, I don't know if that was maybe the best interest rate you could get on student loans versus taking out a different kind of loan. It's certainly better than a credit card. We know that. Any other considerations at the time? Oh, yeah, Bobby. All of these things I could have done better. You know, could have gotten a better opportunity to get a lower interest rate than I think it was 6.8% that I was paying for my student loans. I could have maybe spoken to my wife, uh, my future wife about it a little bit. About so the she didn't reality. know about this. She did not know that you went to debt to get her ring. Nope. What would she have said if she knew? I believe that she would have said that's not a good idea. We can either wait or we can look at something that's a little bit more feasible for your actual budget. Okay, but you did not talk to her. So that's also a lesson. Just just to point out, speak. that's one of the things you talk about a lot on your podcast is the communication aspect. Absolutely, yes. I preach about it all day long, but did I do it back in my mid-20s? No, I, I did not. Definitely having communication with your spouse or your uh, your future spouse is an incredible way to start the marriage, and I definitely did not do that. <laughs> so if you can get into the mind of 27-year-old Andy, what were you thinking at the time? What I was thinking was, I'm in love, and I want to make this thing happen as soon as possible. She's shown me the type of ring that she wants, and I want to make her happy. Unfortunately, I didn't think about any of the other consequences that went along with that. The interest rate, the not speaking to my future wife about something that's super important. That could have been a really pivotal moment for us, actually, to speak about something that important. And I passed it up, for sure. When did she find out, assuming it's not now listening to this podcast... <laughs> When did she find out that you had done that? Oh, well, she she found out about the the debt that I had as well as the ring situation a little after we got married. When wait, 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 wait. The debt you had in addition to the ring. So what was the other debt you had? So you had 4500 from the ring, and then what else? It was all these student loans that I had. It was about uh, $40,000 of student loans total, as well as a home equity line of credit, which probably equated to another $10,000, so about $50,000. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got married, and then with that comes the merging of the finances, right? So uh, as we were merging finances, we started having the conversations then about what my debt situation was and what her debt situation was. And then it became our problem and uh, something that we worked on together. But she didn't realize until then, oh, uh, so I'm now paying off <laughs> the ring that you bought for me. <laughs> I'm paying off my own engagement ring. Thank you very much. How romantic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not so romantic. No, 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 no. So quickly tell us, how did it resolve? How how did you pay all that off? Well, yeah, so we got together and we made a plan to pay it off. We started to talk about, you know, potentially having kids in the future. And we said, hey, well, let's work together and pay this off. Combined, we were making a little bit over, you know, six figures in a salary. And we said, all right, let's live on half and pay this off as fast as possible. And we were able to clobber it in about 12 months. What is the lesson for our listeners from that now that you're a wise, wise old man in your 30s? Yeah, I would say communication as early as possible in your relationship, especially when it comes to money, is so important. So the opportunity that I did not take advantage of was to speak to my future wife about, hey, this this ring that you want, I love it, you love it, it would make you feel great, but I just don't have the money right now in order to make this happen. We can either delay our marriage uh, in order to get the ring, 
or we can look at something that's a little bit more feasible. That would have been a very good financial grown-up conversation to have with her <laughs> at that point in our marriage, for sure. So communication and you know, just working on things as a married couple before you're even married shows the true partnership before you get into it. I love the money tip that you're going to share because we kind of move things forward now to the mindset of being parents, which you now are. You have two children, ages six and four. That means time to think about college and getting ready. It's never too early. Tell us your money tip. Absolutely. When we got married, we decided to have children. And one of the things as we started to get our financial grown-up selves together was, hey, if we're going to be helping our kids get through college, we got to start saving now. So we started researching 529 programs. And the cool thing about 529 programs is that you don't have to take advantage of the one that's specifically in your state. There are other programs that maybe have lower fees to consider. So we did a a broad research of all the programs that were available to us in the U.S. We ended up going with our state because it had good fees or lower fees through TIAA-CREF. And actually, there was a great state income tax break as well that helps us save a little bit of money each year as we donate into our as we contribute into our kids college fund. So I guess my tip would be take a look at all of the opportunities that you have to save for your kids through a 529 program. Start as early as possible, but definitely take a look at the fees that are associated with it because some of the programs might have higher fees and they might not even be in your state. So taking a look at that as well as getting an understanding of the the tax advantages of utilizing a 529 with your state. It's a great way to save and a great way to prepare for the future college costs that we're all looking for as parents. Definitely. And I also want to just ask you quickly before we wrap up about your ebook. Yes, I have a ebook on my site called the Young Family Wealth Playbook. It is a Oh, amalgamation of all these uh, interviews that I've done on my podcast from the 50 plus self-made millionaires, financial independent rock stars and uh, personal finance experts. Um, And I've taken all that information that helps that will help individuals who are reading it to look at what they can do all the way from the start of marriage all the way to being parents and helping your family to build wealth. So it's seven steps that I've taken from those conversations, and it'll walk people through how they can grow wealth and uh, create a great future for their family. So cool. So tell us more about where people can find you, social handles, all that good stuff. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm at marriagekidsandmoney.com. On that site, you'll be able to check out the podcast, the Young Family Wealth Playbook, as well as my blog. I'm also very busy on Twitter at Andy Hill MKM. So I'd love to have some conversations and thanks for checking it out. Thank you so much, Andy. Excellent. Thanks so much, Bobby. Oh, Andy, we can't help but be charmed by you, even though I can't believe you did that. So glad you clearly are a financial grown-up now and even more happy that your wife is still there with you. Financial grown-up tip number one. Remember, the ring is just the beginning of the cost of your trip down the aisle. So if you blow your budget on that, oh my goodness. According to The Knot, Americans spend an average of $6,351 on just the wedding ring. So in Andy's case, given that he got married a few years ago, Andy was relatively in line at the $5,000 mark. So if you want to stretch for that, that's fine. But you got to keep in mind what's coming next. The wedding. The average cost of a wedding, according to The Knot, again, is over $33,000. And of course, in New York City, couples spend 
even more, almost $77,000. So that's a choice, but think about it. If you are going to spend that kind of cash, make those decisions as a couple. Andy admits he messed up by not talking to his wife. Financial grown-up tip number two, 529s are a great resource for parents. And if you are sending kids to private school, you now can use them for that as well. But there are a lot of rules and you need to play by those rules or you're going to get stuck. You're going to pay higher fees than needed. As Andy warned, you also may have penalties if you try to get the money in a non-qualified way. I will leave a link to the sec.gov website that has a very easy and straightforward explainer article. Read it. I'm going to leave some other helpful links as well. You need to do your homework on this because you may not be able to get to the money in the way you want, when you want, without the penalties. So just do it with your eyes open. Thanks to everyone for joining us. If you like the promo videos that you are seeing on social media, you can win one. Just share them in social media when you see them. I'll be making one for a lucky winner in July, basically based on whoever shares the most. To learn more about the show, go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast. And of course, stay in touch by following me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel One. Andy, you truly became a financial grown up by learning your lesson. Glad it all worked out for you and the wife and now your children. Thank you for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.